You're listening to the Heart-Centered Service Podcast. A podcast to help freelancers create the lifestyle of their dreams while doing work that brings them purpose. I'm your host, Francesca Mamlin. And I'm your other host, Krista Aoki. Each week, we'll release new episodes with tips and personal stories for online service-based entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode seven of Heart Centered Service. In this episode, we are talking about building your business website. This is the second episode in a series designed to help you get your marketing strategy set up if you're getting your service-based business off the ground for the first time. So if you haven't gone back and listened to part one, um, you should do that, download the PDF and stuff. You can probably listen to this episode first. It's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> um, but we have we created a PDF to help you work through the material. Um, your business website is level one of my four level system to get your business um, marketing online strategy started. Um, so you lay a strong foundation by building a, sh- a solid website for yourself. Um, and then you build the rest of your marketing strategy off of this. So the website is a really essential part because it's the foundation of the whole thing. It's where you're going to be sending everybody who finds you on social media or finds you through networking. Um, It's the place where people are going to go to learn about who you are and what you do. So you want to make sure that you have all of the essential parts in place, which um, the main pages that a website has is like a home page and about page and a services page and a blog page, but we'll talk more about that later. Um, And then you want to have really clear messaging because confused people don't spend money. Yes. And um, I am a big, big, big um, supporter of the, the thought or the argument. I don't think it's an argument, but your business website is, or your website in general is the modern day resume. I am a year and a half into business and I still don't have a portfolio, um, which I'm slowly working on building right now. But um, it's because all of my clients, um, I just refer them to my my blog to show what I'm capable of, basically. Um, so your business website is what you're going to show people um, as a resume. So um, yeah, I who else hated writing resumes? At least um, with a website, it's like fun because you get to like design it and like drag and drop things and you really get to personalize it. Um, but instead of like just writing bullet points, um, which are totally boring, but yeah, your business website is, the, it's the modern day resume and it's fun. So yeah. Yeah, it's a lot more active than a resume too, because a resume, it's like you list all the positions you've done. You're like, these are the responsibilities I had and da, da, da. But with the website, you're actually showing people who you are and showing people what you're capable of doing um, so much stronger than a resume. Definitely. Oh yeah. It's like of the thing like show, don't tell. So instead of a resume, like telling people what you've done, you can really show people what you're capable of. Yeah, I'd say my website has gotten me way more jobs than my resume ever did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really struggled during the, um, like the interview process. So I, because I'm a shy introvert, socially awkward, etc. Like, I just do not shine on interviews. So um, this like online space of freelancing where I can show my capabilities through my website, and then also like, yeah, show my personality on social media um, is really, really helpful. So if you're like me, then yeah, listen to the series. It's so, so helpful. 
I love it. And I love how this is kind of a tangent, but it's also kind of related. Um, I love how empowering the process is with building an online business versus trying to get hired somewhere because like you send your resume in and you get interviewed and they're kind of testing you to see if you're right for them. But when you are marketing your online business and when you're trying to get clients for your online business, you're, um, putting something out there like your website and your content and you're really showing your authentic self, you're attracting people who are interested in working with you. And then um, the client selling process is pretty much you two, you and your potential client just like getting to know each other and both people are seeing if you're a good fit. And I just really love that. It's, it's so much better than my experience trying to get hired with jobs. It's just so much more empowering, so much more fun. Yes. And a client, like a potential client has never asked me, oh, what is your weakness? <laughs> so to rewind to like, I'm a lot more confident in what my weaknesses are, but still like the interview process or the, just like the client intake and hiring process is a lot better, I think, as a freelancer in my experience. Yeah. Well, that weaknesses question, it trips everyone up because it's such a, it's like a, a mind game because you're like, I want to own my weaknesses, but I also don't want to like tell the employer that like I'm bad at this because then they might not hire. It's like such a, it's, you, you end up at war with yourself. It's yeah. I hate the interview process, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. I guess we're talking about websites today. So let's. <laughs> we are talking about websites today. <laughs> So, um, yeah, let's, let's go back. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So what kind of stuff does your website not need, Krista? Um, your website does not need to look like it's been done in 1999, <laughs> but you can still make it totally simple. Um, and even with that being said, you don't need a professional designer if you have the time to build your website yourself. Um, you can just choose a simple, customizable WordPress theme or um, Squarespace also has their like pre-made themes. So um, you don't need to hire a professional designer to get your freelance business off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, clear, obviously you don't want your website to look like it was built in the nineties. You are perfectly capable of building a gorgeous website by yourself. There are so many tools out there and we're going to get into what those tools are and how you can get them. Um, but there's so many tools out there that helps anybody build a really great website, whether or not they are coders, whether or not they're professional designers or branders, um, you really can do it. If, with with the right tools, which we will talk about that in this episode. Um, yeah, and there's time to hire like the professional brand designer later. I would always um, encourage people who are in their first year of business to kind of save that for when you're more established in what you do, because when you're just getting your business off the ground, you really don't yet know what that business is. You're going to be um, experimenting and changing and evolving. So if you hire a professional brand designer, like right in the beginning, then the work they do is going to then be irrelevant later on when you've pivoted your business and when you've changed your mind about it. Um, so yeah, there's time for that stuff later. You can, you can, do it. you, you really should, I really encourage people to just do it themselves. Um, cause it's not something that's going to take like a million hours to do. It's, there's a really simple way to, to, um, do this yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm all for like being self-taught and doing it yourself. Um, so long as, yeah, you have the time to put together a simple website, which we're going to walk you through today. Yeah. And since Krista is a professional website designer and a brand designer, 
I have questions for her. So, um, Krista, when you're just getting your business started, like how do you lay the foundations for your branding? Yes. So this is a really important question because um, listeners, you don't want to be like me when I first started my blog. Um, what you want to do is choose branded fonts um, and just choose something, choose visual elements that you will be recognizable for. So you don't have to make a million different kinds of like social media images. You don't have to use a different font every time you put something out. Um, that's what, so that's what I'm really going to focus on right now. Um, so choose branded fonts, like choose um, a specific script or handwritten font, um, choose a consistent heading font and choose a body font. And then use them on everything, even internal documents. Um, we have outlines for our podcast episodes and I use, <laughs> I use the same, um, the same font for every outline because it's just like you want that internal branding um, so even if you're just like typing up your blog post um, just just start being consistent with it um, so internal and external and then choose a consistent color scheme so that you're recognizable and if you don't feel um, confident in the color scheme um, that you're choosing or you're just putting all these combinations together and you're not confident about how they're looking Go to Pinterest, type in like color palette and or type in color palette and this color that you really want and choose a <laughs> color scheme from there. And then so what you can do is just save that image. Um, if they don't have the hex codes, um, go to type in image hex code picker into Google. Uh, choose the first one, upload your image and get the hex codes from that image. And then just use that on every piece of um, every piece of um, social media image or whatever. You just like use that consistently um, so that you create that long-term recognition. And then um, you also want a simple, you can do a simple logo and favicon and then add that to everything that you produce. So if you have like a simple favicon, you can put that at the top of deliverables you send to clients on social media quotation images. Um, it can be either an image or it can just be a text with your brand fonts. Um, for example, Francesca's favicon is now like the letter F in a black box. Um, and ours for heart-centered service is a simple heart and I make sure to put it on everything that we're putting out just so that eventually like people are just going to be like oh this is from heart-centered service or I like I recognize this and um, you just create that long-term recognition it can be really simple guys and then um, another part of branding that you might not think of um, when you're first starting out is that messaging is also important. Messaging is also a part of your branding. So write down your values. What is your brand culture? What are you promoting? Um, why should people hire you? Why should people want to work with you? Um, and infuse all of these things into your brand messaging, your posts on social media. Um, for example, for heart-centered service, we um, we really want like a positive freelance culture and like freelancers to really draw boundaries. Um, so for, for our messaging on social media, we post images that are like, yeah, like draw those boundaries, girl. And so um, that's something that we're going to be really consistent with in the long term. 
I love it. I love how you break it all down um, because like when you see these beautifully branded businesses online, what, what they're really doing is they're taking the same elements and they're just kind of repeating them over and over again. And that, that to me, that's kind of what branding is. It's like you're choosing um, these visual elements and then you're just repeating them on everything, including internal documents. Like I love that how you um, created these templates for our um, episode outlines with the brand fonts from our website. So like you're always in the mindset of your business, like even when you're in the back end of it, which is a really powerful mindset thing. Um, so yeah, just to like reiterate what you said, you want brand fonts, like three different fonts. You want the script, the heading and the body font. Then you want a color scheme and a logo. And then those visual elements, you can piece them together for, to pretty much create anything that you need from social media graphics to your website, um, to like anything else. Um, and then the other elements of that is your messaging, the way that you speak and the kinds of things that you say, that is very much a part of your brand because your brand is the experience of your business. And obviously what you're saying and how you're saying it is a big part of that experience. Oh, totally. And I think it's also um, a step towards um, to, this is getting off topic of websites, but actually, no, it's not. Okay. So having, um, your messaging down and your values down and like really digging into and writing down what you believe in and what you want your freelance business to represent is one, it's going to attract people to you. And then it's also going to make you more authentic. So then, um, what you're putting out on social media, what you're putting out, the copy that you're putting out on your website, um, people are going to become attracted to you and then this this um, person who they're attracted to from social media and from your website um, is going to be the same authentic person when they hop on a sales call with you. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, when you're working through the stuff that we talk about in this series, it's really important that you have those foundations in place of like, what's the kind, what's your like vision and purpose behind the business? What kind of people do you want to serve? How do you want to help them? Um, it's really important that you have that foundation before you even start putting the foundation of your website and your branding. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of this episode is going to be talking about branding because um, most of what goes into building a website is sort of establishing your brand and then like expressing that visually for the first time on your website. Um, and yeah, so when we started Heart Centered Service, so like this podcast started with, I think I sent you like a couple of brainstorming I had done for my own business and I was like, can we collaborate on something? And then you came back and you were like, what about a podcast? So we started having conversations about it. And then um, one day you like, came forth with like this gorgeous brand that you had designed and I was like in awe of it. Um, so yeah, you, you created these mood boards um, when, you're, when you designed our website, when you created our branding. Why do you do it and how do you do it? Oh yeah, so a mood board sets the tone for your brand. So I wanted our, our podcast to, to really represent like the culmination of us. So I put like sunsets in there because I'm really like, I love sunsets and I plan my work days around sunset um, and I, I put like um, stars and galaxy images because you feel really connected to the stars. And one thing I like about our friendship is you remind me to stay connected with our universe. And so that 
mood board kind of like brought us together. So the mood board sets the tone for your brand. Um, and it often contains images from Pinterest um, that could be copyrighted because um, when I tell people, uh, my clients to um, create a mood board, I just tell them to go on Pinterest, choose images that represent um, what they want the visual identity for their brand to be um, and put it together. And so I pull images from Pinterest into the mood board. So it's more of an internal document. Um, so a mood board contains um, images that uh, represent your brand and then also um, image hex code. So your color palette for, um, for your brand. Um, so it's a visual document that you can like refer to later um, when you're making decisions about your brands like oh should I put this image on um, my Facebook cover or what about this image is this image right for social media um, so you can eventually hand it off to a social media manager or um, you can hand it off to someone so that they understand this visual part of your brand and then also like if you're just like hmm, i don't know if this is right then you can refer to your mood board to kind of make that decision for you um and then there's also a brand board which is an external document like it's something that you can display publicly because um again images from pinterest uh, for a mood board like could be copyrighted so it's more of an internal thing um but then branding boards um will display things like your logo the typography um so the fonts that you choose um the brand colors and any brand patterns that you use consistently like for example we have our galaxy um, image that we use pretty consistently. So um, it's something that you can hand off to someone so that they understand this like external um, visual part of your brand. I love it. And um, this kind of brings one of the most important parts of being an entrepreneur up to the surface. Um, you become an entrepreneur because you have a vision, like a vision for a business. And um, you have to be able to communicate that vision with other people and the mood board is kind of one of the first ways that you're going to be taking that vision you have in your heart and in your mind and then like showing it to people and it's a it's really important to remember that a mood board is an internal document when it comes to like image licensing you really don't want to mess with that stuff you don't want to be like putting you don't want to be taking credit for images or using images in your external brand that you do not have the right to use. Um, there's a lot of really great websites out there where you can get stock photos. My favorite is personally Unsplash um, that you can use for external branding stuff. But yeah, the mood board is like, and for me, like when you sent me the mood board for our podcast, that was when it actually became real. I think when you are actually able to lay your eyes on an image and be like, this is the expression of like the thing that I am, am creating it makes it so real for you, for you know, business partner, if you're working with a partner or with um, anyone that you might be working with at the beginning of your process. So it's a, something that you should definitely do. I did not make a mood board when I started my freelance business in the beginning because I am not extremely skilled when it comes to branding stuff. Um, so I didn't do it when I first started out, but I'm really glad that I have Krista as a business partner because she's so good at this stuff. So, <laughs> And if you don't want to create your own mood board, then you can seriously just go into Pinterest, type in mood board and see if there's one that really resonates with you. And then you can use that as like, yeah, the internal um, reference for your, for your website. 
yeah. in your brand. And another thing too is, um, so the reason why I wanted Heart Centered Service to really like represent us is because it's like more of a personal brand. We're, we're like, um, so a lot of the times um, branding um, should be like for um, your consumer, but also like, I think that as freelancers and as um, you and I like building this, per this personal brand, um, I like that it like puts personality, like puts our personality into it. Um, so yeah, um, it can, a lot of the times um, there are people who say like, yes, your brand should um, be like, it should go towards like the people who want to, who you want. It should go towards people who want to hire you. And so you should think about like, oh, what do your potential clients um, resonate with and like what color palette is going to speak to them but um as freelancers i think you should also put your personality into your brand mm -hmm. yeah and i i would venture to guess that most people that listen to this podcast the direction that you're going to want to take it is like a personal brand because you're not um i mean if you're if you're starting with the intention to like build an agency or to like build a business that's not going to embody you that you're no longer that you're eventually not going to be the person that's like the face and the the labor behind all of the stuff then maybe you're going to want to look into like building a brand that's a little bit separate from who you are as a person um, but for most of us we're service-based business owners we're the ones that are doing the work when the client makes the purchase so you're going to want the brand to really embody who you are and this actually brings up an interesting discussion that i have with a lot of entrepreneurs there's like do you name your business or do you just build a personal brand like just buy the domain that's your name and, and build a brand off of that. Um, because a lot of people will argue that if you just build a personal brand, there's a lot more flexibility in the future. Whereas if you build like a business with a name, then um, if, if you want to take it, your career in a different direction in the future, then you have this business that like, what are you going to do with it? So what's your take on that, Krista? Yeah. So it's so funny that you say that. So um, I've kind of gone from like Krista Aoki to Rupert Lifestyle and I'm like transitioning back to Krista Aoki. So um, I think that's re a really hard question to answer. Um, but for, for me, like when it comes to building my personal brand versus building um, Rupert Lifestyle, like my name is something that I can really grow with. I think like what you were saying versus um, Brew Lifestyle, it, it was hard actually to turn it into freelance business. Like, um, because what happened was that people just knew me as this blogger who could make like these website adjustments. And that's how I really transitioned into the career where I am now. Um, but now I like really want to make a name for myself, not as just this not as just um, the girl behind the blog, but I want to make a name for myself um, as um, this capable website designer. So um, yeah, I think it's also really important to consider like how can your, how can your brands like grow as you pivot, but then also not to put too much stress on it um, because I think we talked about in the previous episode, episode six, um, these people who I follow, Elise and Scott Grice um, behind, Hey Sweet Pea, but they also have like a lot of different names that they kind of are known by. Like um, their Instagram handle is Hey Sweet Pea. Um, their branding school is Branding School 2.0. It's um, the sales page is my own irresistible, irresistible brand. So I think it's because they've made all these like transitions and pivot pivots, and so you can really see that. So then um, also not to be too stressed about what name you choose to go with because you can just pivot with your brand. 
Yeah, it's definitely something you want to consider and just go with whatever decision feels good in the moment because honestly, whatever decision you make, you can undo it in the future. Like it's really easy to go back and be like, oh, I, I built this external brand, but I'd rather just build a brand around my own name, you know, because circumstances have changed and that's perfectly fine. Like I have followed businesses and watched them pivot in like a million different directions. And I like the people behind the businesses. So I follow them in every direction that they go. And you guys, all of you listening are going to build these really amazing loyal audiences who are going to follow you and support you whatever direction you decide to take your career in. Because at the end of the day, they are still just connecting with you, whether you um, name your business something else or whether you just like decide to name it after yourself, they're still going to be following you. They're still going to love you. Um, so yeah, don't stress about this. Just make whatever decision feels right now and then, you know, you can change it later. <laughs> Absolutely. It can be really simple. Yeah. Um, so we talked earlier in the episode about how, yes, you can absolutely DIY um, a website. Um, but Krista, I'm interested as a, as a brand designer and a brand manager, um, do you feel like it's a good idea for somebody? I know I kind of gave my opinion, but it, do you feel like it's a good idea for somebody to DIY their brand? Um, and if so, like, how can they go about that? Yeah, totally. Um, I think that it's definitely possible if you have the time um, and if you um, if you have the time and if you kind of can figure it out on your own, which I think you should as an person, <laughs> as a person who's interested in going into online business, you should be able to like navigate the back end of your website. So the way that you can DIY it, especially as you're just starting out, is either using Squarespace um, or WordPress. And so and there are other options, but these are the two that I'm really familiar with and would recommend to anyone. Um, so Squarespace has their own like really beautiful pre-made templates um, or WordPress, um, I would recommend um, because it's so customizable. I really love WordPress and I am never leaving WordPress. But um, so with WordPress, um, you can use the Elementor Pro plugin to drag and drop templates and really customize it. Um, and then you can use the Elementor to add custom fonts. And then there's also a WordPress plugin called Use Any Font. And you can add like one, um, one font. I normally add a script font um, to your website for free. So we'll add those um, links into our show notes. And then um, you can also DIY your, um, your logo. Um, so in, in the last episode, we talked about um, creating your logo in Canva. And then um, if you're using the free version, um, it, you can't download it as transparent. So um, when I first started, I downloaded my logos as transparent on this website called Lunapic. Um, it's this, it's the website that looks like it was designed in the 90s, but it's so helpful. Um, I use it still to just quickly make images transparent. Um, but yeah. Um, and then an then next after you have your logo um, all done, and it doesn't have to have an image, it can just have like your business name. Um, but after your logo is complete, um, you can use Google Docs to write your website copy and then just transition, like transfer your website over to, or your website copy over to whatever you choose to use to build your website. Um, you mentioned Unsplash earlier um, to choose stock photos for your website. So Unsplash is great and then Pexels, uh, 
also really helpful um, when it comes to choosing stock photos for your website. And then um, I also really love Creative Market. I spend so much money on Creative Market, but you don't have to. But you can use Creative Market to like choose like a nice handwritten or script font for your brand. You can also use Creative Market to buy like um, icons. If you're not a graphic designer and you want to like have like nice icons, um, Creative Market is a great marketplace for um, those extra graphic elements to like kind of make your website design a little bit more um, personalized and you. Awesome. Yeah, we'll link to all of that stuff in the show notes. Um, it's just so awesome that we live in a time now where anybody can build a website without knowing how to code, um, without having to know a bunch of like complicated technical stuff. There are just so many tools out there that you can just get something up very quickly and very easily. When it comes to websites, um, Squarespace and WordPress both have um, a lot of um, positives. They both have a lot of benefits. I work with both. Just make sure that you are using something that has drag and drop template features because like otherwise I don't really know how else somebody could possibly build a website without like the modules and the drags and the, the drag and the drop stuff. Um, it just makes the process so simple and so easy. I really feel like anybody can do it. It might take you like a while to kind of get the hang of how it works, but um, even me, like I'm not, I, I don't consider myself to be a very skilled website designer, but I'm very fluent in um, WordPress Divi, which is the one that I use in my website. And it is, it's really empowering to be able to go into the back end of your website and figure something out. Um, even if you're somebody who plans on outsourcing this in the future, or if you're somebody who doesn't want to be a, a website designer, it's just a really great skill to have as somebody who wants to build an online business is to be able to set up a website. Um, and yeah, as a, as a copywriter, <laughs> write your website copy in Google Docs first. Don't try to write it on your website because then you're thinking about design and you're thinking about copy at the same time. And those are two different tasks. So you want them to be separate and then you marry them later when you're setting up your website. Ooh, I really like that tip. I've never thought about it from that perspective. Yeah, the, there's a copywriter that I follow on YouTube and she always says that. And then I kind of took that to heart with my own copywriting work too, so. <laughs> awesome, that's so smart. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, to kind of bring this to some action steps, kind of condense this into some action steps that you can take away from this because we have thrown a lot of information at you. Um, so here is what you have to do if you need to build a website. First, you're going to want to buy a domain. Um, I use GoDaddy to buy my domains. Um, there's probably a couple other out there, other services out there where you can buy a domain. I recommend whatever you plan on doing with personal brand, like um, naming your business, buy your first and last name as a domain, just so that you have it, so no one else can have it, and you'll be able to do something with it later if you want to, just have it. Um, so like I would buy francescamamo.com, I own that domain, um, and then buy whatever other domains are gonna be relevant, like if you have chosen to name your business, buy the domain for that. Um, and then you're gonna wanna get hosting, and um, do you wanna talk about hosting, Krista? <laughs> yeah, sure, so um, we recommend getting hosting at Bluehost, and so if you're actually getting hosting at Bluehost, um, they give you a free domain with your purchase, um, and yeah, so, 
they also have a one-click WordPress install. So that means that um, right after you sign up, all you have to do is click a button and WordPress is like on your website. Um, <laughs> and if you were around in like the early 2000s, it's so much easier than like having to download an FTP client and um, like figure out how to install WordPress uh, via an FTP client. But anyway, so um, with Bluehost, it's super easy to get hosting. Um, and they actually partnered with us to provide you guys, our listeners, with a great deal. So um, you can get go to heartcenteredservice.co backslash Bluehost um, to learn more about this like great deal where you get a free domain um, one to three years of hosting and um, one click WordPress install. They also have like 24 seven customer service. Um, and as someone who has helped people with, the, with their own um, web hosts, not every host offers 24 seven customer service. So depending on um, what time of day you're at or even what time zone you're at, um, <laughs> if, if something doesn't have 24 seven customer service, that's just really inconvenient. So yeah. Um, head to heartcenteredservice.co backslash Bluehost or um, click the link in our show notes for to find out more about this deal. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's a really great opportunity for anyone who doesn't have their website set up yet. And um, yeah, I know that this can seem really daunting. I remember this being a really daunting thing for me when I was starting out. Um, but once, like, just go through the steps, get the domain, get the hosting, get your website up you're gonna feel like you just, you, it's gonna be so exciting when you finally have your website up there, when you finally have put yourself out there. Um, it's a really exciting step in the entrepreneurial journey. So I'm very excited for you guys to get on that. Yeah, and then um, lastly, we have a PDF. Do you wanna talk about the PDF um, for everyone to download? Yeah, sure. So we created a PDF guide to help you with the implement the material for this whole series. This is a five part series. Um, so we're, it's going to help you implement and brainstorm around the entire series um, and then implement that back into your business. And yeah, it's going to be linked in the show notes. So make sure you grab that. Um, this series is designed for you to have your business marketing strategy up and running by following these steps, by following this advice. So download the PDF, get on it. Awesome. Yeah. And you can access the show notes by um, typing in heartcenteredservice.co backslash episode backslash seven. Awesome. The number seven. Yeah. Yeah. The number seven. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, until next week, um, we look forward to seeing you around our Facebook community, seeing you around Instagram. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys have a great week. Go do something awesome. Get your website up. Yeah, definitely. I can't believe that we started this conversation and I was looking at our outline and I was thinking like, oh, do we have anything to talk about? We actually, um, this ended up being a pretty long episode. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's because I know you. I was like, yeah, Krista, you can, you can talk about website design for long enough. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Great. We'll see everyone next week. Aloha. Bye.